comes up. Here comes up. Y'all don't really worry like that. Yeah. Here comes up.
we got a lot of the things to talk about today, especially the Draymond Green, Paul Pierce drama from Thursday night, the Shaq versus JaVale McGee, and the Warriors saga. And also we're going to be talking about Deontay Wilder's heavyweight title defense and also that that big card that's on uh, Fox today, uh, on Fox tonight, uh, for live from Birmingham, is Alabama's own Deontay Wilder defending his heavyweight championship for the fifth time um, tonight. So before we even get into that, we're gonna we're gonna jump into the into the weekly the, the our daily devotional and uh, this is a good one. This one's from Psalm twenty five twelve. It's from my friends over at In Touch. Uh, today's topic is finding clear guidance. Who is this man who fears the Lord? He will instruct him in the way he should choose. Let me repeat the let me repeat the psalm here. Who is the man who fears the Lord? He will instruct him in the way he cho- he should choose. Okay. I can't even be sure you're high, you're making the right decision. Sometimes it may feel as if God plays hide and seek when you're trying to know his will. But that's not the way he operates. The Heavenly Father wants to give his children clear directions. The real question is, what do you need to do to hear his voice? Give you some give you some two things. Clear the pathway. We have two main obstacles that hinder our discernment. Sin in our life and our strong desires about the situation. To receive the Lord's guidance, we must repent of all known sin and make our desires secondary to his. Sometimes it takes a great deal of exercise patience. Sometimes it takes a great deal of strength to stand still when everything within you is shouting, hurry, time is running out. But if you rush ahead of God, you may miss his will. Persistent prayer. The Bible clearly instructs us to keep coming to the Lord with our concerns. As we continue to pray, he will gradually weed out anything confusing until we come to his conclusion about the matter. Search the scriptures. The word of God has an answer for every need, and the Holy Spirit knows just how to point us in the right direction. I remember times while I was reading the Bible that a verse jumped off the page and supplied the exact answer I needed to make an important decision. And this is true. So often when we're faced a critical choice, all we want from the Lord is a quick answer. But he delights to meet us, meet with us in order to deepen our relationship with him. Don't let the urgency of your need keep you from enjoying the intimacy of God's presence as you seek his will. Let me repeat that one more time to you. So often we are faced with with a critical choice. All we want is the Lord is a quick answer. But he delights to meet with us in order to deepen our relationship with him. Don't let the urgency of your need keep you from enjoying the intimacy of God's presence as you seek his will. Seek his will. Y'all keep that in mind. We're going to take a quick session break. We'll be right back. <laughs> we're, going to, we're going to jump right into it, man. Do straight dive right in. Y'all stay tuned.
along with the, another uh, other young young nucleus, the, the young the young blah, 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 the young nucleus at at Philadelphia. It's a really good trade. It's a really good trade to to have. Really good trade to to be a part of. So, I, but I think the Mavericks got the better end of the deal. We move on forward and we talk about the Brooklyn Nets. Um, Brooklyn Nets get TJ Daniels from the Houston Rockets, and the Houston Rockets will re, will, re, uh, will receive a player to be named later. Um, rumor is that it could be it could be one of their bench players. It could be just cash. Um, hasn't been, really been said as of yet. Um, so that's a lot, that's one that's one thing to look at this year as well. You know, the bigger deal for me was the Oklahoma City Bulls trade. And I think I think with it with this this trade, this is more of a cap a cap casualty as well as a, a philosophical change, um, in a sense. Doug McDermott is a great young talent. We're going to miss the – I'm a Bulls fan, so we're going to miss his perimeter of talent. And we're also going to miss the veteran presence of Otis Gibson, the maturity of Otis Gibson, who who kind of held, held that that locker room together after the whole drama with, with Rajon Rondo and um, Dwayne Wade, those guys, um, with the whole quote-unquote leadership thing. So, you know, they get – Cameron Payne, they get Joffrey Laverne, they get Anthony Morrow in the second round pick in this year's draft for Doug McDermott and Todd Gibson. It's a, this is this is one of those deals where Oklahoma City just they just got better by adding two players and getting rid of some players that were on the fringe. Um, Cameron Payne, who the Bulls are very high up on. He, he he's in a similar mode of a of what they have already with the Michael Carter Williams with uh, D Wade with um with uh with D Wade with Jimmy Butler with with those guys already there Michael Carter Williams as well you have a similar guard to those guys what do you need with all those guards like that you know Doug McDermott was phased out of the offense. We all know this. And this is a chance for him to flourish. This is a chance for him to grow as a player. I thought that he could have been a great player at, at Chicago. I thought that he would be a great player at Chicago. Um, as a matter of fact, hopefully Chicago can get him back um, in two years after the rookie deal, after his rookie deal as far as. So this is one of those deals where it's good to receive the players that he got for the Bulls. And it also bolsters the Thunder's roster. It also gives the, the Thunder another presence off the bench more than a Doug McDermott. And Todd Gibson can insert himself into that starting lineup should should uh Billy should Billy uh Donovan want to insert him into the lineup. So this is a good trade for, for Oklahoma City. Great trade for Oklahoma City. The Bucks Nuggets trade, um the Nuggets getting Roy Hibbert for a second round pick. This is actually this is actually a good trade uh, for me. I think Roy Hibbert, um, his best days were in Indiana. I think 
once he left for free agency, he went chasing for money. And that, that was that was a bad deal for him. Um, hopefully, you know, this year he's a free – I think he's a restricted free agent this year. So, um, hopefully this year he can get back to Indiana. Um, or maybe a return to the Lakers in 2018 if Paul George leaves Indiana for for L.A. So this is this is this is one of those one of those deals where Milwaukee's setting itself up to go after to go after some free agents. Um, Denver's needing some needing some players because they're still pushing they're still on the fringe of a playoff spot. So they need they need they needed a player for that push. So we're looking at that. I'm looking at that, and I'm actually liking the deal more than more than I thought I would. But Roy Hibbert isn't the same player that he was before, and that that's what makes this it makes it a a bit of a a ho hum deal, if I if I if I can say so. Um, but it, it's yeah, you know it's it's one of those blah deals, but it's probably one of those deals that could come up to be a goal of mine, to be honest with you. So. We're looking at it from that. We're looking at it from that standpoint. Um, the other good trade that I liked a lot was was the Phoenix Suns and the Toronto Raptors trade, where Toronto Raptors received PJ Tucker. Um, PJ Tucker is actually one of those guys who can he's a, he's a, he can play the two, he can play the three. And if you had to put him at the four, he can be a be at four stretch four type player. He's a he's a good replacement for Tan Strauss who you lost to Orlando, who you traded to Orlando. He's a similar type of player. He's not he's not as as a high flyer or a or a rim rocker like like Tan Strauss was. But what he does give you, he gives you consistency night in, night out. He gives you he gives you that 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 three point shot. He gives you the he gives that inside-out presence that you, that you would need. And the Suns received Jared Sollinger, who is a solid veteran player who could be, who could be, you know, it's a bad, in, in, a, in a sense, it's just like I said yesterday on on, uh, on Rex and Maine, and if you listen to that, if you listen to that show, um, Fridays, <laughs> Fridays 10 a.m. noon, this I, I I often say this because we're looking at at Phoenix who plays in the outdated arena, who's looking to wanting to go into a arena share with the Arizona Coyotes or the NHL, or possibly getting in getting a new arena for themselves. They're playing in an old dilapidated arena which is really dark, which is you know things that nature. It's time for the city of Phoenix to step up and get these get these guys a new arena. Also, not only get them a new arena, but they have the cap room and they have the money to spend. It's really up to the ownership to go out there and try to get these players. You got some great players that are going to be in free agency this year. The Gordon Haywards, um, I think he, I think he, I think he wants to stay in Utah, but he. He may test the free agent waters. Um, I mean, um, Steph Curry could opt out this year. Um, 
Kevin Durant can opt out this year. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of players can opt out this year, and this is what we're talking about here in regards to this. And we're looking. At, I'm looking at all the trades. None of these trades really signal anything to me, other than other than this. A lot of people, a lot of the teams are gearing themselves up for free agency. A lot of the teams are gearing themselves up to free up cap room, to free up, to free up cap room, to free up roster space, roster spot. I mean, this is what this is all about. And a lot of a lot of other teams are looking to bolster their rosters for playoff runs and and things of that nature. So we're looking at two sides of the spectrum here. We're looking at some teams who who know they're not going to make the playoffs, so they're going to offload some players who who deserve to be in the playoffs. A lot of other teams are going to look to bolster. A lot of other teams are going to look to maneuver themselves. So from that standpoint, we have to look at all the deals that are going to be made in the, in the next next few months. Uh, after the playoffs and free agency, draft night, um, with the trades on draft night. So we're looking at a lot of things that are happening and all the pieces of the puzzle are starting to drop in as, as we speak right now. So uh, with that being said, we're going to take a quick station break. We'll be right back. We're going to you know, come back talk about – maybe we're going to talk about the whole, situ, the whole drama situation with the, with the Warriors, JaVel McGee, Shaq, and all that stuff with the Shaq and the Fools kind of deal. Uh, so y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back.
and also they got a Snapchat, so y'all check them out on, on the Snapchat as well. Shout out to the shout out to my man Marquis Wineglass. You heard that song yesterday. Got a new EP about to about to drop real real soon. He's in the studio right now. Um, also got a new single. Got a new single about to come out with Nina Monet Jones. Y'all check that out as well. But and also a big shout out to my man Ray Baker over there at Underground Sounds in Columbus, Georgia, doing big things for everybody in the area. Y'all want y'all y'all want some great mixing deals and, and, and studio time? Go holler at my man Ray Baker. I'm telling you, man, dude is a genius. Getting back into getting back in, uh, on track here, and uh, <laughs> I mean, if it ain't one thing with the Golden State Warriors, is another. I mean, starting the summer from the recruiting of of Kevin Durant, getting Kevin Durant to sign with the, with the Warriors, to uh, Kevin Durant. Returning to OKC and the whole stare down and and trash talk between himself and and Russell Westbrook and also Russell Westbrook <laughs> and you know in the six step travel in Oakland a couple of weeks ago. I mean we're we're looking at a lot of things that are happening with the Warriors right now. But the one thing that's very very comical to me that I find to be very troubling. Is the whole Shaq and JaVale McGee saga versus the Warriors? The Warriors have have come out. They they um basically asked Turner Sports to more or less try to tame the Shaq and the fool, trying to ta- trying to tame the. <laughs> the, the the targeting that that Shaq has done with JaVel McGee uh on Shaq and the Fool because he is I mean, okay, he is a he is a legend on Shaq and the Fool. We all know this. And some of the some of the bloopers that he some of the bloopers that JaVel McGee has had, I mean, they've been blooped they, they've been bad. I mean and that's the whole deal. I mean, funny to me that a lot of that they're taking they're taking all of this to be gospel. I mean, JaVel McGee's a great player. I mean, and even Shaq has even said that JaVel McGee has been playing very, very well. So has Charles Barkley. So has Keenan Smith. I mean, JaVel McGee when he's he's when he's in the starting lineup, he is a solid player. But he does have his he does have his moments and he I mean crazy moments on top of that. You know, so I mean things that you don't normally see from a basketball player, you know, some of the things that he does. I mean, but the whole thing, you know, got out of hand when all they did was show a whole bunch of Javel McGee checking the full moment. And that's what happened. And then you know, Javel McGee kinda said something and then Shaq called him and Shaq called him a bum ass. And McGee responded by calling him an old bastard. And then the then the then the tweeter then the tweet got really bad. 
um, Javel McGee goes on says about an hour after the game ends on Thursday night, Shaq, get my nuts out your mouth and EAD, and I know what you, and I know what you guys, you know what EAD is. Shaq in return says, JaVel McGee to JaVel. Now, since you're on a good team, you want to act like you're a player. Now, stop it. You'll only be remembered for sacking the fool. Hashtag bum ass. And he goes on, and Shaq goes on to say, don't be acting like you a G. I'll smack it out of you, out of your bum ass. You the one that be looking stupid with your dumb ass. Hashtag bum ass. JaVale comes back. Are we threatening people now? Kick rocks, you old bastard. You ain't going to do, and that's on my mama, stick the cooning. Javel goes further to say, forget being on a good team. I'm a grown man. You've had these nuts in your mouth for five, six years now. You thought I was just going to stay silent? All right, y'all, I'm done responding, I think. <laughs> and Shaq comes out with a picture of a bum with Javel McGee on it. And Chat says, America beat JaVale Bum McGee. Now, Kevin Durant, who, who comes to JaVale McGee's defense, we all know that Sack is a reserve deputy in the Miami area. He says, I didn't know cops could threaten civilians like that. <laughs> so Sack goes on to respond to Durant and says, uh, mind your business, this ain't for you. I understand you're sticking up for a teammate, that's cool, but your boy, JaVel McGee, is, a, is still a bum. He started it, I'm going to finish it. So that's when, the, that's when the NBA comes in and says, surrounding the tone, surrounding the tone of this, of this exchange to better reflect on the teams and the players, you know, not to get into these exchanges, not to get into some of these some of these things that, that happen. And this is a good move for the NBA. I think this here has to be settled over sit-down talk because, yeah, some of the times JaVale McGee is, is targeted on Shaq and the Fool, but at but at other times, I mean, it's just funny. It's, it, I mean, for me, it's funny as hell to me, you know, to watch some of these things that happen because we're not looking for the bloopers in in in, in sports. I mean, this is meant to be lighthearted. This is meant to have fun. This is meant to be fun. This is meant to be, you know, second the is meant to be fun. Meant to be silly. Meant to be just just what it is, foolish. But some of these guys, they're getting. Some of these guys are getting a little butthurt about about these things, and it's starting to get it's starting to get bad. Does TNT need to tone down the chat and the fool thing? No, because that that for me that I look forward to that. That's just like I look forward to come on, man, on 
on uh, NBA Monday Night Countdown. You know, I look. I mean, I look forward to watching those. I mean, because they're funny, and like I said, you don't see them, and these are things that you don't see very often, especially the alley oop where <laughs> development where they put the, where they put like the kitty goal down there. And it looked like he did try to dunk into the kitty goal. I mean, that was funny to me. I mean, and then, you know, the whole <laughs> and there was some of the other things that Jarrell McGee's done. I mean, they've been funny. And it's not that that it's funny, but you don't see this. You don't see stuff like this happen in professional basketball. You don't see stuff like this happen in professional sports. But when you do see it, it it lets you know that people are human. And this is just nothing but fun, humorous things that we don't see on a normal basis from professional athletes. I mean, it's just that's just the way I look at it, you know. And it is sad to say that some people are going to this extreme because they're trying to make a point to say that they're grown men and women, this, that, the third, but you really made yourself look really immature and childish in some of the things that you say. So, you know, it's good to say those things, but I think it's best that we start diluting ourselves from this manner because this is nothing but good, hard, good nature fun. This is all that was. But a lot of people are taking it to the extreme with, with some of the things that they're saying, some of the disrespect that they're showing Shaq. I mean, Shaq's a legend in, in this sport. So he's allowed to say things like this. He's allowed to, to do the things that he does because he made, he, he's done things like this before. You know, he, he sits here and he denies that he does, and they find footage on him. He's like, I was fine, I was this, I was that. But it was fun. It's fun things. I mean, like, nobody talks about the time where he – he was stepping away from the desk to go to the to go to the uh to the big monitor that's behind them to show off some plays and he falls flat on his face. I mean and they continually show that. I mean, but we aren't looking at we we aren't looking at at the big picture of what Chatting the Fool is. Chatting the Fool is fun. And for a lot of people it's not fun anymore. And that that's a shame. That's a true shame. Uh, but you know, we move on and we digress. We move on. And we move on from JaVel McGee and Shaq versus the Warriors to Draymond and Paul Pierce. I mean this was this was a little bit of of this is a little bit of um, I I think this is a little tongue in cheek, um, so to speak. I think it was just a little bit. It was just a little bit of you know of shall I say shit talk between the two between the two players, um, Paul Pierce and and Draymond Green. You know, Draymond. You know, he's just talking. You know, he's just talking. He, he didn't no, I don't think he meant anything by it. But 
I think it was just to get into his head. And this is this is what makes it this is what made it funny to me. He said he said you can't you can't get no farewell tour. They don't like you like that. You ain't got that type of love. You ain't got that type of love. You thought you was Kobe? You ain't Kobe. That's what he said to Paul Pierce. And this is this is very audible during the game. Uh, in the first minute of the game, actually. Um, where Draymond and Paul were talking back and forth. And, you know, to me, I thought it was just blatantly disrespectful, to be honest with you. Not, not only was it disrespectful, but um, when you look at what Paul Pierce has done over the 19 years, over his 19-year career, winning a championship, being a loyal Boston Celtic through and through, being that consummate professional, being that guy that that you would want on your team, being a leader. I mean, do I agree with the whole Rajon Rondo thing where my guys – talking about him and Kevin Durant, what they would do. I mean, I definitely agree with him. But with Paul Pierce, Paul Pierce is just a consummate professional. He's a guy who just <coughs> excuse me. He's a guy who who you want in your in your dressing room. That's why he's been around as long as he has. That's why he's been the player that he has been for so many years. That's why he's had the longevity that he's had. In the, in the years. So, so I mean, like we're looking at we're looking at it from that standpoint. You know, this is this is this is just Draymond being Draymond. But I love the comeback that Paul Pierce had. Paul Pierce says 73 wins. You thought you were going to win the title that year? 3-1 lead. Oops. <laughs> Mic drop. And I just thought that that was funny to me. I thought it was funny. I really did. You know, when you look at the other, other players, you know, kind of laughing about it, kind of joking about it. I mean, a lot of people liked it. A lot of people retweeted it. But you know, it is what it is. I mean, this is just, this is this. I think this is just a lot of banter, a lot of a lot of banter, a lot of a lot of just shit talk. I mean, just trying to get into each other's heads, and a lot of people probably took it to the extreme, talking about things like that. So, I mean, it it it, it is what it is. But Paul Pierce did get the last laugh on that, and I personally, I personally like it. I mean, I. I like the Warriors. I, I love the fan base that the Warrior had. The Warriors have, you know, they've had a big fan base for a long time now. I mean, even when they weren't the greatest team in the world, they were still coming out to Oracle. They were still coming out to the to uh to the old arena. I mean, so I mean, they were still selling it out. So it's just it's just fun to see. You know, some players get get what they deserve. You know, it's fun to see other players, kind of like a Paul Pierce, who is a quiet guy, 
Um, yeah, we do know that he talks trash, but he he's a good guy, and he's one of the true good guys of the league. So, you know, the blatant disrespect that that Draymond had for Paul Pierce was just was just wrong, and you know that's all I'm gonna say about that. You know, and then the other thing that everybody's talking about beforehand, before the game, uh, before the game, Charles Barkley incident, where he he let he let a he let a he let a curse word fly out a little bit, you know. Um, <laughs> um, that's all I'm gonna say about that. Uh, in regards to talking about the the um in regards talking about the New York Knicks. So um we all know where he was coming from with that and that whole situation with the Knicks. Um can't I can't say that I disagree with him. I can't say that I that I agree with him but he did let a, he did let an S bomb come out and uh the S bomb he did say shit on air. So just like I did, so I mean, it wasn't as bad as people tried to make it out to be, but it was just funny the reaction that he had. I was dying laughing about it. I mean, it was it was just a fun thing. It was just a fun thing to see, and you can tell that he was trying to. He was very very adamant in his apologies. He was very very adamant in the way that he felt about the whole situation. Um. That's the last thing that he wants to do is 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 be is be a distraction to to the people around him and he's just a great guy. Just I mean, Charles Barkley, I met him in person before, and yes, he is very 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 to the point with a lot of things. So, so you know, you, you gotta you gotta love it and. Uh, And that's pretty much all that's pretty much all I have to say about that as well. So, um we're gonna take a quick station break. We'll be right back. We're gonna come back, talk about some Deontay talk about Deontay Wilder and his title defense. Also, I'll give you my thoughts on, on how he needs to win this fight and I'll give you my thoughts on how how his opponent needs how uh, Joe Washington needs to win this fight. So y'all stay tuned. searching for this truth here.
Yeah, your world just living in it. Maybe I can get away. Yeah. Uh. Boston, Massachusetts. Home of the pride of music. Through the months of the I can get away. Through the summer of the I can get away. Hey, at least crib, I can get away. Yeah. I'm so dumb, I'm too Still pushing more driving and new bands. Still gotta say aim for the loose ends. Betting fools, I can pay dues with my two cents. I'm hippie paint to your gray world. Black and white through the crowd like they were. They showing true color when you take away the pigment. When you take away the difference in it. Blasting it all, vivid, I'm flying with no engine, they running with all gimmick up. Right about the blue like a Scott Bell. Stand back, shit calm like a Seinfeld, faded in the mind. A 9 5 product of the time. Tune navigation, new direction for the blind. 24 dash 7 battle, get time with a 617 on the side. Let him ride. I hear Cali for the in and out. Got the normal scene on a different route. So they wonder what the kid about. Meet it from the views, never know until you live it out. 90 minute winning from records that I was checking. On. Living by the minute, don't gotta capture the image, ain't it dag? How me and music could get along? New control, mood switching with a different song. And God said he on a level drop. Since gon' hit him like a chill pill prop. Rhyme game patient at the L kid jock. I love it for what it is, I hate it for what it's not. I'm no ass, no M, no Mac, no Adams, not you, not them. With the lights on my own, I set the stage. Through the balance of the tones, I get away. I could get away, if I'm not, well, I'm gonna say, yeah. Hey. I could get away, I ain't on time, I could get away. I ain't on a getaway. Uh, no fellas ain't locking me, uh. Same bitch just dropping in, uh, why you sound like Dr. Dan? Well, can't be the better jacket than, through the lights on my own. I get away. New bike, new stage, new life, new game, new price, same vision, new hype. If I can get away. At these crib. If I can get away. Like a villain on a getaway. See the pedal break.
back when we on our back, we get back to that action. Hold up, hold up, and let us take another round down, so we can get it in another round. Yeah, I don't need no Jared Hurd 
who will be fighting for the WBA uh, Junior Westwood Championship, which was recently uh, vacated by Jamal Charlo, who moved up in weight uh, so he can fight the lights. He moved up to 160 so he can um, possibly get that big fight with um, uh, get a big fight with Triple G or a big fight with um, with Canelo, uh, who he's called out before. And um, this, is just, this is a fun, fun time um, to be had if you're a boxing fan, if you're if you're just a if you're a boxing fan, if you're a novice, if you if you just love combat sports as a whole, this is the, this is this is the card to watch tonight. Um, this is the card to watch tonight. Next week we'll be ta- next week I'll be talking about the Thurman Garcia card. Um, so the next two weeks for me is going to be nonstop fun, and not it's going to be fun. It's just going to be just just. Off the wall. I'm gonna be off the wall. I'm just gonna put it that way. You know, Deontay Wilder, uh, Deontay Wilder, Gerald Washington. Gerald Washington's unbeaten, and it, this is gonna be a fun fight to see. We're gonna see Deontay Wilder come back. Um, Deontay Wilder from last fought in in October. He fought uh, he fought a tough opponent in Chris Ariola in that fight, he actually broke his hand and tore his bicep. Broke his right hand and tore his right bicep. And he had surgery on consecutive days for both. Um, he got back in the gym, and he was in the gym um, doing a lot of different things with his left hand. He said, the time, like, he said, quote, his time off has allowed him to have a better relationship with his left hand. He said there's so many different ways to throw a jab that he didn't think that he could do. He said working with one hand has allowed him to expose to be exposed to a lot of new things. If this is the case, this will be a different Deontay Water in the ring. And uh, he said he said quote finishing the quote, he said this is it's going to be a different Deontay Water in the ring. I totally agree with him on this. This is a guy who throws throws just a, a heavy jab. He he throws heavy jabs, he throws a lot of jabs. I mean, being in a camp with Mark Breland, who is a tall, who's a tall welterweight himself, and we look at we look at the way that he fights, and look at the way Mark Breland fought in the '80s and early '90s, and I see where I see his talent. I see where where he where he's going with with what he wants to do. You know, he's using his height to his to his advantage. And John Wilder is a six six guy, six six almost six seven guy. With a power, with powerful, with power hands. I'm, I'm ready to see what Jared Washington can do. Jared Washington is one of those guys who, who is, is, is a, he's a different fighter from, from what, um, from what Deontay Wilder has seen. And Jared Washington is a power puncher. I think he needed. I think he needed the fight like this in order to elevate himself to what he wants to do in 2017, which is unify the heavyweight championships. This fight here for Dante Wilder is bigger than than we than everybody thinks because 
he's looking down the road at April 28th. He's looking down the road at, at April 28th, Wembley Stadium, Klitschko, Joshua. He'll get the winner of that fight if he wins this fight tonight. So my thing about Jer- my thing about about Deontay Wilder is, is that this this is what he needs to do. This is this is some of the keys to to the fight to the fight for me that he needs to do. And he's established his jab right off the bat. Joe Washington is a is a quick starter uh, from what I've seen in the last few fights when I've seen him fight. He seems like he's a quick starter. He likes to throw he likes to throw punches. And he he throws a heavy amount of punches per round for a heavyweight. He throws about fifty to sixty fifty, sixty to sixty five punches a round. So we're looking at a Joe Washington who's busy in the ring. Also a Joe Washington who likes to take his time as well and set up his big right hand. He's got a big right hand. He's also he also can turn a softball and he can also hit you with a with a good left hook as well. So I look at I look at Joe Washington as a threat. You know, the first opponent that, that Deontay Wilder had was the mandatory. The mandatory had to drop out. So Joe Washington, who's the number four, number five contender uh, in the WBC, uh, is a guy who, who is, he, they say he's chosen. He wasn't chosen. He was a guy who said, hey, this is an opportunity for me. I'm going to take this opportunity, and I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, Joe Washington, he has a puncher's chance to win this fight, but I think with the layoff that Johnson Waters had, he needed the layoff, not the way he wanted it, which was with an injury, because when the injury happened, all signs were pointing toward him and Anthony Joshua fighting in January. So in a in a way this is a true blessing because Eddie Hearn just set up a big time fight with with Clint Show and Joshua and the winner of that fight is gonna have to fight the winner of this fight. And that that's just the bottom line. And and we're I'm gonna love watching this fight because I'm gonna see if if Deontay's gonna come out Desperate, he's gonna come out hungry. I think he's gonna come out hungry. I think Jared Washington's gonna come out hungry. But Deontay has to use a little bit more head movement. He's a little stiff in the neck. I think if he he moves his head around and and throws a jab out there, throws a jab, put the right hand behind the jab, throws the left hook, put the left hook, put the right hand behind behind his left hook. He's gonna win this fight. So I mean, Jared Washington again, power puncher. One punch knockout power can can knock you out. Very busy fighter. Very excited to watch this fight. I think I, I really think that that the onus is on Deontay Wilder in this fight. Now we're looking at we look at the other fight. Um Jared Hurd, Tony Harrison. These are the two guys who Tony Harrison was to be Jamal Charlo's next opponent. And um this is going to be an eliminator. The winner of that fight was the winner of this fight was actually going to fight Charlo in in July or something like that. I think I think it was supposed to be July, but Charlo has actually outgrown the division, and then not only has he outgrown the division, his stablemates, which is his, which includes his twin Jamel, 
who's also a champion, and Arizona Lara, who's also in their stable, is a very close friend of his. So I think the reason for the move for the move up is yes, he did outgrow the division. Yes, he did. Um, yes, he did outgrow the division. But there was going to be some unification fights that he didn't want to fight. And one of those fights was his own brother. And the other fight was against Eris Lundy Lara. So we're looking at a guy who moved up out of necessity, whether out of necessity rather than than looking at the big money fights that he could have had. So we're looking at we're looking at a Tony Harrison who has been who's been a, a number one contender before. Um, was actually going to be. The mandatory for for Jamal for Jamal Charlo uh, down the road. So we're looking at this fight now: Jed Hurd, Tony Harrison for the vacant title. And this could be a fight that could be winner. This fight goes on to instant unification to a unification bout either with Arizona Lara or with Jamel Charlo, whichever one comes first. Daniel Jacobs is also a part of this is part of this as well because he could possibly make a move back down to one fifty four. He could also possibly stay at one sixty should he beat Triple G, which is a very distinct possibility. But we'll talk about that in the next couple of weeks. This is a, that's a fight that's happening in the next couple of weeks. So Tony Harrison, Jed Hurt for me, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a really big fight. You got two nice punchers in this fight. You got got two really good punchers in this fight. You've got some great, great, great boxers. You know, Tony Harrison is one of the last fighters to come out of the punk gym. Um, I love watching Tony Harrison box. He's a jabber. He he throws. He probably throws. Of all the 154 pound fighters right now, he probably throws the prettiest left hook, right hand combination that you see that you that you don't see. He puts together a lot of a lot of intricate combinations. He can put together hard punches, and he also hits you with the pop shot that'll knock you down. So, and that's the same thing with Jared Hurd. Jared Hurd comes from comes from a, a pretty a pretty good gym in in Baltimore as well. And we're looking at guys who are similar fighters that do it a little bit different. If that I mean if, if, if I'm making sense. Whereas Tony Harrison likes to likes to likes to jump in with the jab 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 his way in. Jed Hurd likes to come on the inside. He likes to bang to the body, bang to the body, comes up to the head, bang, 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 down you go. This is going to be a great fight from this standpoint. It's going to be an all-action fight. We we know this. Not going to be an all-action fight, but it's going to be one of those fights where you're not going to have, you're not going to want to blink because if you blink, you might miss something. And this is this is that fight. Can they knock each other out? Sure. But 
you probably you're probably going to see a classic boxer versus boxer type match because they rely on their boxing skills before they rely on their power. And this is one of those fights where you're going to see them rely more on their power. And it's scary to say they're going to rely on their boxing. I'm sorry. They're going to rely on their boxing before they rely on their power. So this is going to be a very, very – it's going to be a test match in a sense if if you want to look at it from that standpoint. This is going to be a chess match, and I'm and I'm going to see. I'm going to see this fight might. I mean, this fight might steal the show. It might steal the show, and I hope that as far as Rara and and Jamel and Jamal Charlo, Jamel Charlo are looking at this fight because these are two fighters that you might see in the near future. That's just the way that's going to go. And I'm very excited to see this fight. I'm very excited to see all these fights. All three of these fights on this card is going to be great. Uh, Caleb Plant is on this. Caleb Plant is on this card. He's an undefeated young fighter from Nashville. Um, from Nashville, haven't seen much of him, but I do know that he is. He he's priming himself for the big time. He's um, he's a guy who. Who's also um, developed a strong following in the South? He's also developed a strong following out in Las Vegas, where he's moved to. It'd be nice to see him fight on this card. I don't know who he's fighting uh, as of yet, but I do know that he is fighting on this card. So, I mean, this is this is one of those things where I think we're looking at some great fighters. We're looking at three great fights on this card. That's gonna be excellent, 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 excellent card. You know the weigh-ins were yesterday, and um, I'll go ahead and give you the weight, the weights for all for all these guys. Um, Washington weighed in. At, I mean, Washington came in at two hundred forty-three pounds, and. Um, which is which is uh which is a little bit different, you know, for me. Uh which is a little bit different, you know, uh in a sense. Uh Jonathan Wilder was up to uh two twenty six, you know, which is which is a little bit heavy for him. He's usually a two eighteen, two nineteen guy, you know. Um it's funny to me, you know, that it's funny to me that you see you see Deontay Water up a few pounds more than what he than what he normally is. I mean, he's normally a two eighteen, two nineteen guy coming in the fight. Tonight he's coming in at two twenty three, and it's a little bit it's, it's a little bit of a, of a I mean, his body doesn't look any different, but I can tell that he's that he's pretty much putting it together. I think he's trying to add the weight so that way he can challenge the heavier the heavier fighters like the Klitschko's and the Joshua's. Because Anthony Joshua, you know, the last fight he fought in, he weighed about two, he weighed 244, 243, 244, if I'm not mistaken, for his last fight. So we're looking at, we're looking at the way that that, that goes. 
And uh, this, is, this is gonna be a good, it's gonna be a good, it's gonna be a good, good fight. And <coughs> but we move forward. Jared Hurd weighed in at one fifty three for his fight against Tony Harrison. Uh, Harrison came in at one fifty three and a half. And is I think it's a good thing that that they aren't fighting Jamal Charlo because. Jamal Charlo, his hands, his hands, he got huge hands. He got, he got heavy hands. He, he can knock people out. So that's the way that, that I'm looking at this fight, you know. And um, I, I'm, I'm really, I'm really wanting to see. Well, I really want to see what what these guys can do, you know. Right, like I said earlier, these guys aren't, they aren't. Big punches, but they like to jab. They like to they like to box. So it's gonna be very fun to see them both box in this fight. So that that's the way that that's the way I see that. And Dominic Brazil, who weighed in, who was who was a really good, who weighed in very well against against uh, Anthony Joshua. He was like two fifty four for for Joshua. He weighed in at two sixty three, which is which is a career which is a really big weight for him, a high weight for him, his career high weight actually. Um and his opponent uh a go no uh weighed in at two thirty. And um I'm just really I'm just really just ready to watch um watch watch all these fights. Um I think that I think that these fights can are going to be just just amazing fights on this card, and I, I'm really excited to see see these fights. And uh, you know, there's there's nothing more that I can say about any of these fights than what I've already said. You know, Deontay Wilder, um, Washington, gonna be a great fight. Um, Everybody involved is going to be just, they're going to have a lot of fun with this fight. And I'm going to have a lot of fun watching this fight as well. So you guys will stay tuned for this fight, man. And don't blink at all. So please don't blink. <laughs> but uh, we're going to take a quick session break. We'll be right back. We'll take a quick session break. We'll be right back. We'll come back, talk some more, talk some more sports. Talk, some, talk about anything else I want to talk about. Dallas to my man T six. That nigga talk to you. I just wanna talk to you. Girl, let me talk to you. I just wanna talk to you. I just wanna talk to you. Baby looking good, rockin' red bottoms Pussy so good, get your heart problems Flyin' state to state, she ain't nothin' like a bitch She in love with me, got sip and lean out the pitch I'm fuckin' good, leave the lights on My love, do you ever dream of making love to a rich nigga? I'm stuck right, just for sick bitch Blame it on the liquor, girl, I gotta lick it you either land with me or you playing with me. In other words, baby, are you fucking with me? I just wanna know if you fucking with me. Let Nick know, cause I really feel you. Got me Amazon, girl, what's up with you? I just wanna talk to you, girl, about the future. I put water in my chain, I'm way, way cooler. I'ma get you high in the black machine, I'm asleep. 
Pull up in the sheets, you ain't never seen I just wanna talk to you, girl, let me talk to you Nothing like a little baby girl, let me talk to you Baby girl, let me talk to you Baby girl, let me talk to you I just wanna talk to you. I just wanna talk to you. Put your phone on a wall with me. Phone on a wall with me. I never fought with none of these lanes. Young nigga really get it. Young nigga really get it. Cheap vibe to the west side. Over I got it, nigga. Got it, nigga. Man, I got the man, you see the sky. Damn. I just wanna talk to you, girl, about the future. I put water in my chain, now I'm way, way cooler. I'ma get you higher than the planet you ain't never seen. Pull up in the shit you ain't never seen. I just wanna talk to you. Nothing like a lead, baby girl, let me talk to you. Smoking on some shit from the west side. I'ma get you higher than the east side. Bullin' with the niggas on the right side. I'm the type of nigga that'll keep right. Pull up at the red light. I'ma drop the top of the hair right. She ain't nothing like no mother bitch. She fell in love with a real nigga. All the dribble got me fucking with her. Baby girl, no, I'm fucking with her. I just wanna talk to you, girl, about the future. I have to water in my chain, now I'm way, way cooler. I'm gonna get you higher than the planet she ain't never seen. Pull up in the seat she ain't never seen. I just wanna talk to you, girl, let me talk to you. Nothing like the last baby girl, let me talk to you. Baby girl, let me talk to you. Baby girl, let me talk to you. I just wanna talk to you. I just wanna talk to you. Put your phone on a wall with me. Phone on a wall with me. I never fought with none of these lanes. Young nigga really get it. Young nigga really get it. Cheap vibe to the west side. Over oh, I got it, nigga. High. Better have a man, you see the sky. You really get that because I'm fine. Red bottom slippers, she my Cinderella. Magic City G5, shout about whatever. She focused by getting in that word about you, bitch. It's a vision on paper, no time for the haters. Shots on deck, baby girl, turn up with me. Once you gon' turn up with me Now if I check, got me ballin' like Petey Orlando, my city, let's get it, we livin' We gon' make a movie, no matinee Kim K, Ray J Way before Kanye Send it my city, we fuckin' till Monday Put your phone down and walk with me Molly got me geek, want you talk to me Run a game like 2K But we look out it a long way I talk to you, girl, about the future I put water in my chain, now I'm way, way cooler I'ma get you higher than the planet she never seen Pull up in the seat, you never seen. I just wanna talk to you, girl, let me talk to you. Nothing like a little baby girl, let me talk to you. Baby girl, let me talk to you. Baby girl, let me talk to you. I just wanna talk to you. I just wanna talk to you. Put your phone on a wall with me. Phone on a wall with me. I never fought with none of these lanes. Young nigga really get it. Young nigga really get it. Cheap vibe to the west side. Over oh, I got it, nigga. High. Better have a man, you see the sky. You're really gonna dab it cause I'm high.
everything after All Star Weekend, it, it goes downhill from there for me in terms of where things are going to happen, where things are going to go. Um, in terms of sports, and one of the things for me tomorrow is the beginning of the NASCAR season. The Daytona 500 um, is is going to be just a fun thing to watch again. Um, start of the season, we're gonna we're really going to see if Jimmy Johnson can, you know, he's going from for me calling him five times six times, now he's seven times, and he's tied with some of the greatest, two of the greatest races of all time. Um, Dale Earnhardt and, and also Richard Petty for most cup wins in their career. Can he win number eight? And with win number eight, it, it would make him the greatest all-time driver. It would make him the greatest active driver as of right now, in my estimation. I mean, he is the greatest active driver in my estimation right now. But you got some young, young pups that are uh, that are in this in this race and on this series this year. And you know, I'm excited to see, I'm excited to to know that these guys are going to be not only in the Daytona 500. But they're also going to be in one of my favorite all-time movies. They're going to be in, they're going to be a part of the Cars franchise. And Chase Elliott is going to be a part of that. Um, <laughs> Chase Elliott, Austin Dillon, um, Trevor Bain, and, and a couple of other kids. Uh, I'm sorry, Chase Elliott. I mean, I'm just I, I'm I'm really excited to hear about this. Chase Elliott, Kyle Lawson, Ryan Blaney, Austin Dillon. You know, they're going to be a part of Cars three. So it's gonna be really exciting to watch, and and uh, I'm excited to watch to watch them race as well. Chase Elliott uh, putting put himself in the elite company, winning back to back Daytona poles last year. He went ten laps and and um, didn't finish. Had is in trouble. Um, he was my dark horse. Uh, he was he was actually the guy that I thought they they could win. Um, they can win. Starting outside, starting outside of him is Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jeremy McMurray is in the in the third position. Denny Hamlin in fourth. Kevin Harvick starts fifth. Clint Boyer, who had a big time run, starts sixth. Kazaki starts seventh. Kurt Busch starts eighth. Matt Kenseth, Austin Dillon, they round out. They round out the top ten. Um, Danica Patrick actually had a great run as well. Uh, she's going to start twelfth. Um, Joy Logano was going to start 15. Daniel Suarez, who is the first Mexican American racer, um, and is also uh, taking over uh, some big shoes in uh, in Carl Edwards' ride. So um, he's going to be there um, as well. We're looking at um, Kyle Busch, 21, Jimmy Johnson, 24. Uh, that hinges motorsports car, Jeffrey Earnhardt, uh, who's Dale's nep- Dale Jr.'s nephew, uh, starts thirty second, and uh, AJ Allmendinger, who who was in the chase two years ago, uh, he finished. He he starts thirty eighth. Um, Paul Menard starts thirty third. So 
you know, we got a lot of we got a lot of good good racing to to be had here. Also, uh Michael Walsh starting his final race uh as a as a cup driver. Uh he starts thirtieth. So um it's gonna be weird not seeing the likes of Tony Stewart and <laughs> and Carl Edwards out not out on the track. But Chase Elliott, you know, back to back polls, he's one of the I said he's one of the few drivers to to ever have done that, and um, really excited to see him um, from year one to year two, see how he progresses, because he progressed so fast last year. He did lead a number of laps. He didn't get a win last year, but he did get into the chase um, last year as well, you know, just by being consistent. So this is a guy who can really, 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 really drive a car. And it doesn't help that he's got good bloodlines, too. I mean, his dad's Bill Elliott. Um, dad's Bill, when your dad's Bill Elliott, you know, it, it kind of says something about you as well. So um, just a lot of a lot of, a lot of good racing to be seen uh, today. Uh, truck race, uh, truck race was kind of scary. Uh, yesterday, one of the trucks actually flipped. <laughs> um, Matt Catherine's truck actually flipped, and um, giving uh, Cass Growler the win. Um, in in the truck race, and um, today's the today is the. Um, I don't know why I want to call it the Grand National Series. I guess because I, when, when you grow up, you grow up watching watching NASCAR. You know, it was always the Winston Cup, and it was always the the Grand National Series. You know, which was which was the which was the the lower series, and now those series are, are kind of neck and neck with each other on technology on. On um, not only technology, but just just the fun part of it. I mean, it's all fun, you know. From the fun aspect, yes. I mean, the Xfinity series has just made itself that much better, and um, really excited. Like I said, really excited to see to see the the Xfinity series race later on today. Really excited to see the Daytona 500 tomorrow. Um, I said this. This is a fun opening weekend, and you open up with your you open up with your biggest race, and 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 it's actually it's actually the starter of it. You know, you win this race. You know, you go ahead and win this race. You've already you've already butchered your your ticket into into the chase without even without any other way of putting it. You're already in the chase. So, you know, it's best to get it on out the way, and you got some you got some great races here. My dark horse, like I said, my dark horse. I mean, I, I'm gonna go. I mean, I like Chase Elliott. I think Chase Elliott's got great skill. I think he could have won last year if his if his car didn't didn't blow up on him like a lot of the Hendricks cars did last year. Chase Elliott is my is 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 my favorite for this race. I do like Dale Earnhardt Jr. as well. I think Clint Boyer in that Stuart Haas racing, Stuart Haas racing, and also Kevin Harvick. Um, can make can make some great runs. Denny Hamlin in the Gibbs car can make great runs. Um, Kurt Busch can make a great run. I mean, 
Uh, Childress has got some good cars in, 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 this, in this race. Ganassi's got Carl Lawson, uh, Kyle Lawson in this race. Ty Dillon um, going to be doing some good things. But my dark horse and then the guy that everybody isn't really talking about is a guy like Jimmy Johnson. Is a guy like like an Eric Jones who who um, is going to be racing the second furniture row racing car. Um, we haven't really talked about. I haven't really talked about the Casey Kings and 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 the the major players like that. I mean, these are guys who could who could actually make make a big run. Austin Dillon is in is in a good car uh, from the ten positions, but I like Chase Elliott. I like I like Dale Earnhardt Jr. It's just it's it's gonna be fun to see if Chase can lead the race from the front. Um, I know when he had his trouble last last year, um, he came back on the track and he was he was hundreds of laps down, but he was probably the the best car out there when they got when they got everything fixed on that car. You know, he was hundreds of laps down. He had the best car. He was pulling out the really good laps. And uh even though he didn't finish the race, um, he had to retire he had to retire his car later in the race. But this is a guy Chase Elliott is just a guy who just can just can drive. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is a guy that can just drive. Uh but you know, any any of those any of these guys in the top ten can can win this race. But we can't we can't overlook the seven time we can't overlook Jimmy Johnson. We can't overlook the Kyle Bushes, we can't overlook we can't overlook um the Casey Canes and the and the Michael Walters Michael Walters who actually won this race twice. And um And then you know some other guys that that are that are in this race as well. I mean, we can't overlook any of those guys in this race. A uh, David Reagan can, you know, who who's had some great who's had some great runs in the Daytona 500. He's another guy who who could possibly get it together. Kyle Lawson is, a, is another guy that's possibly get it together. Ty Dillon, who's had some who had a great run last year in the race. So before before he started having trouble. Uh, before they started having trouble, so there's a lot. There's a lot of racing to be done. There's a 200 laps, 200, 250 laps in this race. So it's gonna be fun to watch. It'll be very fun to watch. But we're gonna take a quick station break. We'll be right back. We're gonna we're gonna come back. We're gonna put a capper on the show. Y'all stay tuned. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're right here with us tonight, and I thank you for that. Hailing from Norfolk, Massachusetts, give it up for them, y'all. Homie, my eyes too filled with the shit I seen. 
In daytimes, homie, still I dream With a cold glass filled with the feel I bring And still it's old schooling when I ride on clean And I could reach on to the levels above Or maybe skyrocket to the levels of buzz I'm feeling way better by the end of my run So I'm in paradise kicking by the time that I'm done You feel me? A new space where my mind is Your opinion couldn't define this and we searching only to find bliss, steady living on, cause you can never rewind this. Living I earn, I give and I earn, hustle and burn through the essence of spreading my word. I stay vivid till the dream's done, on these verses I'm giving Cupid machine guns. So bada boom, what's love, come on. Against the world, round one, nothing here to take the pressure off. On skylines, I can level off. I put my ego on the edges of clouds until I let them dry. Hitting the ground, good riddance. The boy rigid with sand and my mood shifting. Young nights with parties and new women. Regardless of the crowds, I'm thinking we too different, cuz. They end up for recognition, we end up for love. Cursing a dollar to the point that I'm getting me some. Miles above what was supposed to be out of my brains. Ironic, cuz I thought about jumping a gun. Biting bullets with a peace signs on them. Running from the ruckus to the whole path on us. Running and still, never forgetting where I came from. It's one love and one fan to the game's won. We ain't the same, son. Stuff and also, man, he he's very he's very very with the word and 
um, very put together, man. Shout out to you. Shout out to you, my boy. I'm glad you're back. Glad you're back doing your thing, man. Um, so we're gonna wrap this up today, man. And and um, before I get out of here, I did want to shout out to a guy uh, who um, thinks that he he can say what he wants to say, thinks he can do what he wants to do, uh, hide behind hide behind the keyboard. Um, I actually challenged him to come on my show today, and I was going to um, get a couple of people to come on to the show as well, and we were going to have a panel discussion about things uh, politically-wise, but um, he's a coward, he's, so he's a coward, so I had to um, basically uh, challenge him to come on, I actually challenged his manhood to come on, and um, he uh, basically said that he would rather be a troll and to hide behind the keyboard instead of voicing his opinions. Um, if you're from the Valley, Alabama area, you already know who I'm talking about. Um, a guy who thinks that because he because he can say what he wants to say, because he's quote unquote um, defeated guys, defeated um, non-Republicans in debates over a keyboard instead of actually coming on to a public stage and say what he has to say, he'd rather hide behind the keyboard. And, uh, you know, if you're going to hide behind the keyboard, then, you know, you shouldn't even show your face in public. I mean, you said that you're very well known in this area. Yeah, you're very well known. You're very well known to be a parasite. You're very well known to be a troll. Not only are you a troll, but you're also a guy who has basically – belittle government and not only have you belittled government but you've actually belittled yourself because you you try to throw out um, you try to make arguments, you try to make discussions where there's discussions or arguments that don't need to be made because opinions that aren't yours and because we say things that we feel is the right thing, if we don't support our arguments with you to try to do a de- to make a to make a debate, you know you're, you're you're wanting to make things like a debate, like you're smarter than people. I mean, like you try to belittle people. You know, you try to belittle the young men and women um, of our of our area by saying that they go to, quote-unquote, factories, school fa- school factories, um, and then you also um, belittle those who have gone to have an education of their own. And not only have you done that, but you've also tried to make things, shall I say, not very pleasant. And you wonder why, and you wonder why people come at you the way that they come at you. You wonder why you owe a certain politician, why a certain politician won won his court case against you, won his lawsuit against you, where he sued you for slander. And you also wonder why 
your appeal was denied, and you wonder why you wonder why you know people call you a keyboard cowboy as you call yourself or a keyboard gangster, you know, because that's what you are. You're a coward. You're a troll. You're just an out and out just just an idiot. And I can say that factually because I've actually met you in person. You may not know who I am, but I know who you are. And here's the thing that that really gets me is that you try to perpetuate yourself as being a people of the masses, a Sean Hannity-like person. You're you're none of the sort. I mean, at least Sean Hannity has the common sense and decency to say what he has to say on the radio. Not only does he say it on the radio, but he also comes out on live TV. He puts his face out there, and he says what he has to say. You, you don't even have a profile picture. You have, a, you have a picture of a dog as your profile, and you can't even put your, you can't even put your face out there. But when we were in court, and people were in court taking pictures of you in court, you had tears running down your eyes, and you were, you were towering down. To my, I don't have the money. I don't do this. I don't do that. You know what? You're a bitch. I don't like you. Not only do I not like you. But you're a leech. You're 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 a guy who who just takes the joy out of out of something fun in an opinionated form. But you but you sit up here and you try to belittle other people because they don't think what you think. They don't you you think you know everything. You think you're all knowing. You're you call yourself a parrot. You're not a parrot. You're not a parrot. You're a human being who's just who just hides behind the keyboard. You know, I gave you the opportunity to come on, come on to the come on to this show. Say what you have to say. Say what you have to say to six hundred thousand people, and not just four thousand people that actually go onto the chat because they're trying to keep up with what's going on in the area. This that's what the, your chat is all about. Is what's going on in the area. You try to make it political in nature. Because you don't know how else to be. You think that you think that you're all knowing, you're all saying, but you're six hundred thousand in the hole, buddy. I mean, that's a fact that you can't get over. And the fact that you belittle people because they have an education, and some of them probably have a better education than you do. I mean, just because you got a little bit of a degree, don't mean don't mean jack shit to me. I mean, Ron McClellan, I'm going to put your name out there. Ron McClellan, you're, you're a putz. You're a punk. You're everything that that I say that you are. You're a crass. You're crass. And you represent yourself in a way that makes you look like a total idiot and asshole. I mean, I can say this. I can say this. I'm live on, I'm live on my show. I have a podcast. I'm talking to 200. I'm talking to over over two million people right now, and I'm gonna call you out. And if you don't like it, here's the stage that you can come on and you can say what you want to say, and we can listen to you be a bigot. We can listen to you be a sexist. We can listen to you talk about kids in a sense that. You know, the discipline problems. 
we're discipline problems. You know, the educational standards has gone down. But you're from the same generation that I'm from. You're about 14, 15 years older than me. So you've come, you've come basically from the same cloth, more or less. So don't sit up here. Don't try to belittle me and what I know. Don't try to belittle anybody else and what they know because because you want to be know-all and say-all. That makes you a dick. That makes you look like a dick. That makes you look like a parasite. That makes you look like a little troll. That makes you look – it makes you look like less of a person. It makes you a coward. So I, I, I'm, I'm offering this to you. I'm offering you my platform. I'm offering you a chance to debate not only with me but with other people in this area so that way you don't have to hide behind your fucking keyboard. You don't have to hide behind your keyboard no more. You can put a voice to your face. You can put a voice to your keyboard. But this is what you do. Somebody challenges you, you tower down. It's what you do. So with that being said, I want to thank the admin, Wendy. I want to thank my man, T-Rex, DJ EA, Casey, my parents, and everybody that loves this show, and everybody that loves the Live by Chance Network, Solar Headphones, check them out, www.solarheadphones.com. Check them out on all their social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. So, with that being said, again, if you're man enough to come on the show and want to debate, not only with me, but I can get some other people to debate with you on on other things, and we can we can get this all we can get this all squared away. We can show everybody the way the, what you really are, which is a troll and just a straight out punk ass. You know. So that being said. Y'all have a great day. Let's go tailgate. Oh yeah. I'm with this. I'm just gonna sit here laid back to this nice mellow beat, you know? And drop some smooth lyrics. Cause it's 88. Time to set it straight, you know what I'm saying? And there ain't no half stepping. Word. I'm ready. Rapper stepping to me. They wanna get some, but I'm the cane, so yo, you know the outcome. Another victory, they can't get with me. So pick a PC day, cause you're a history. I'm the authentic poet to get lyrical. For you to beat me, it's gonna take a miracle. And step into me, yo, that's the wrong move. So what you want, Hob? Dope a dog, dope a dog. Competition, I just devour. Like a pit bull against a chihuahua. So when it comes to being dope, hot damn, I got it good. Now let me tell you who I am. The B I G T A double D Y K A N E. Dramatic, Asiatic, not like many. I'm different. So don't compare me to another, cause they can't hang. Word to the mother. At least I fit the principle in this pedigree. So when I roll on your rappers, you better be ready. To die because you're petty. You're just a butter knife. I'm a machete. The slave I can to wait until when you try to front so I can chop into your body. Just because you try to be basing. Friday the 13th, I'ma play Jason. No type of joke, that game, puzzle, or riddle. The name is Big Daddy, yes, big, not little, so define it. Here's your walking papers, sign it, and take a walk as the cane starts to talk, cuz.
rappers be hoping To sound like me so soon I'll have to open A school of MCing For those who want to be in My field and court Then again on second thought The happens be coming out sounding so similar It's like a fusing for you to remember the originator And boy do I hate a perpetrator but I'm much greater, the best, oh yes, I guess, suggest the best, your best, so mess, or test your highness, unless you just address with best finesse and bless the paragraph, I manifest, rap prime minister, some say sinister, non-stop in the groove until winning, the climax, climax, relax and chill, have a break from a take of me, acting ill, brain cells are lit, ideas start to hit, next the formation of words that fit, at the table I sit, making it legit, and when my pen hits the paper, I stop and stand strong over MCs and devour with the power of Hercules or Samson. But I go further to left, cause you can scout my cameo and I still have strength. And no, that's not a myth, and if you try to rip or get whipped, the man with the given gift of gab, your vocab, I only ignore. Be sleeping on your rhymes till I start to snore. You can't awake me, or even make me fear your son, cause you can't do me none. So, think about it if you're trying to go. When you wanna step to me, I think you should know that. The name is Big Daddy, you know, as in your father. So when you hear a death rhyme, believe that I'm the author. I grab the mic and make them see the evaporate. The party people say, damn, that rapper's great. The creator, conductor of poetry, etc., etc. It ain't easy being me. I speak clearly so you can understand. Put words together like letter, man. Now that's dictation. Proceeding to my innovation. Not like the other MCs that are an imitation or an animation. A cartoon to me. But when I'm finished, I'm sure that you are soon to see reality. My secret technique because I always speak with mentality. I put my title in your face. Dare you to face. Then if you try to come get it, yo, I'ma show you who's with So if you know like I know, instead of messing around... Play like Roy Rogers and slow down. Give yourself a break, or someone else will take your title. Namely me, because I'm homicidal. That means murder. Your son might have heard another MC. To try to get with me, I'll just break them and make them and rake them and take them and mold them and make them. 